Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. With me tonight is my co-host Joey Fitzsimmons, and sitting in the RC Tech Lab is the owner of RC Tech Labs, Brad, the Sandman Sadvig. How's it going tonight, Brad? Very well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. How's it going, Joey? Be rad. What's up? Good to man? have you on. Yeah. Yeah, we've been wanting to have you on for a while. It's just, man, schedules are tough. Yeah, I've been dodging you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> ah, it's all right. It's all right. Hey, if you I'm could scared dodge, of the microphone. If you can dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Brad is owner of RC Tech Labs. He can, let's say, fix your eye charger, align your sensor boards on your motor, do this, do that. He can do a little bit of everything with, most RC electronics. Um, he can get you out of some pickles that you don't need to buy new things and whatever. So uh, after moto sheets, we're going to talk to you a little bit about that. So um, let's just get into some moto sheets. Let's uh, hit dollar MMR and 510 like we talked about. Yeah, well, uh, I'll let Brad do, if he's fine with it, I'll let him do... Uh all the on-road classes, and I'll do the off-road classes. Yeah. So, Brad, how was uh, Dollar last Sunday? They've been doing pretty good job on layouts lately. Um, they look pretty fun. One of the things I've entertained the most is Brian Post has been posting, in a way, options of a design for the on-road track for the next setup and asking the community. I know that I've heard, uh, you know, different – opinions we'll say on that topic and well, people trying to make modifications when the track's set up so he started asking up front and getting yeah. advice what's nice is they're actually posting about the races lately you know it's not a mystery they don't they don't just say go to our calendar they say a week ahead of time hey we're racing this sunday hey we're racing this friday now john shore has got the tiny whoop track going on Saturday or whenever he's got the tiny whoop track going. But they're actually advertising racing now, which is awesome on their end. Yeah, I really respect that. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've sent a message to Andrew Mallory. Hey, yeah. Even though he says he has a race calendar, I'm just trying to get a quick abstract. Are they right. racing? And then yeah, it's posted up yeah. on dollar. Exactly. And, you know, Andrew, well, he posts up the day of. Like, he'll post up Wednesday. Hey, Wednesday night grinder, a Friday night off-road, which is cool. Um, but yeah, man, that's, um, so the layout, you run touring car classes mostly. How was it for touring car? That is a wild roller coaster to ride because yeah. boy, oh boy. I mean, you, it's very competitive on setup. And if your car is not set up, uh, people can get frustrated and just easily walk away because who wants sure. to race moving out of the way and who wants to race trying to get around people that need to get out of the way there's the right. conflict of a gray area for that class there right so are you you're you guys are running um stock touring car which are you running the 21.5 open or the 17.5 fixed timing motor so dollar was doing that 17.5 fixed timing yeah and that was okay to do you know i mean it wasn't fixed fdr or anything like that but Lately in the past, I'd say six months, it's been open 21.5. However, yeah. now there's a handful of us that are, again, changing and converting to mod. Okay, well, that is gnarly on that track. But 
Yeah. It's it's cool. Um, we've not with Joey, but when Ryan was on this, we've had Zach Donathan on this podcast before, and he's like, "It's so much fun to throw a six five in the car and let it rip." And I'm like, "Man, that seems like a lot, but if you can hang on, it would be a lot of fun." Well, yeah, it's like Kendall and I up in Jamestown. That's carpet on carpet, and just to shoot your trajectory, you know, coming into the straight yeah i mean it's not a long straight so you yeah. better be planning it right along with just wheeling it so i've raced in so this joey this race is in jamestown um at a hotel mm-hmm. and, and they set up the track well they used to not anymore it's at, in a barn now but they used to set up in a hotel in the convention center carpet on carpet i swear so brad the way brad's talking i swear you arced the entire straightaway yeah. it felt like oh yeah especially a mod yeah yeah like 1.3 seconds i mean we were there yeah i'm i was running 13 5 12 scale and 17 5 and 13 5 it was like the straightaway was one big sweeper into the infield it was fun but way different yeah you would uh wreck your car pretty good if you didn't plan that out yeah <laughs> that was for sure and what a wicked weird thing at like the, on Sunday. Yeah. Just a whole different experience of how to set the car up on that high of a bite of grip from the buildup. Yep. But I know those are kind of the days where you're watching people walk the track spraying. Yeah. That was a little wicked, man. It was. I haven't seen that lately, but. Yeah. Good so, times. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Joe. I have, I, have, I have never been on road racing. Oh, man. It's fun. Start off with corded. It's, you know, three laps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to get that class going. <laughs> yeah. Um so I've done on road and off road. So I kind of split it the way I, I used to do clay off road and split with carpet on road. But there's no place locally now that does Saturday on road. So I really can't make it work cuz Sunday is my absolute busiest day of the week to where i really can't plan out any rc unless it's a weekend race and that's a lot of work to get done but on road's a lot of fun it really is it really is it's a good time i'll have to get out there and try one of these days for sure um it's interesting if i can note on that topic just how some things are actually the same but then also some of the setups are opposite from on-road to off-road that i've you know experienced for just simple setups yeah it's, it's a whole different kind of ball game yeah so anyways uh do you got the results up for that joey top three of the two classes or top of the two classes we talked about yeah uh spec 12 i have dale post um, in the two was Chris Bowman, and in the three was Doug Lindman. Cool. Stock touring car, Bruce Collins took that one, Dale Post in the number two, and Matt Pierce in the number three. Ah, oh, boy. St. Paul Bruce. Yes. Man, Fritz keeps posting pictures of him at Beachline, and I'm getting jealous every goddamn time I open up Facebook. Yeah, Speaking sweet. of Beachline, I'm going down to Florida here in a few weeks. Mm. Yeah, go go hang out with, go hang out with my dad on the dirt off road or dirt on dirt oval. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say what dirt on road? What you talking about? 
<laughs> Speaking of dirt off-road, the wife and I are planning a trip to Vegas, and I'm going to take a trophy truck around a little bit in the desert. They have one of those programs. Oh, that's fun. Oh, dude. It was either that or the exotic cars. Exotic cars are cool, but you're not taking those off jumps. Ooh. Well, you're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a good time. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's hit up uh, Wednesday night MMR. Yeah. Uh, we got Wednesday night uh, stock 12 Can-Am. Yep. John Finney took that one and Andy Zakis in the two. They only had two entries for that oh, one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then USVTA or USGT? Do them both. Doing both. USGT. Evan Banta took that one. Yep. Chris Malui in the two. And yep. Tyrone Jefferson in the three. Oh, boy. Cool. What a stack of names. Yeah. USVTA. We got Evan Banta took that one. Yeah. Corey Proel. Sorry if I just scratched that one. Mike Chubb took the three. Okay. I went out to MMR two weeks ago for off-road, and I'll tell you what, Evan Banta flows with that place. Like, his fast lap and my fast lap were kind of similar, but in the main, I think I was like two laps down because I crashed a lot, and he didn't. I went from fourth to seventh on the last lap. He's on his A game, man. Yeah, for sure. He, he came out and did some uh, Thursday night off-road out at the 510 a couple weeks ago. Yes, yeah, we, I think we covered that one. That's good that he's expanding his horizons. It, it kind of I, – I get what it is to be stuck in one place, but it's cool but that he can move around a little bit on the weekdays because otherwise you're like me. What kind of sucks about I'm the extreme end, I'm going somewhere different every Saturday – and I just can't quite get into a the proper groove, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like five ten on Saturday, fuck! I wanted to kill myself after mod truck. <laughs> yeah, it was an up and down day for a lot of people. I think. Yeah, no, it was just my tire program was off for mod truck. That's all it was. I so I burnt up all my tires at the Sub Zero Challenge, like beyond slick like you could feel the grooves of the foam in the rubber oh wow yeah i burnt them yeah so i put on new tires and i punched the foam for the stadium truck you know the mini truck you put on new tires they're good in a half a pack and that was fine but on the stadium truck i'm trying to break in these golds i'm like they're not working they're not working they're not working and then i got a set of silvers that were broken in from senior those were 10 times worse i tried them on the second round of qualifying in the mains they were evil man can i ask a question what is the rules for prepping clay tires i mean is there a a written rule am i stepping on toes here no there's no rules yes no written rules Mm -hmm. No, I think they just kind of got to fit the, um, you can't, I believe you can't go below or above a certain size. Yeah. But just for like prepping after you yeah. mount them, you can, yeah. you can do whatever. Saute them, marinate them, yeah, do all that stuff. That's what we do. Like I sauce and bag the second, like the Wednesday before a race. Yeah. I sauce and bag 
And then Friday night, I saw them and bag them one more time. Yeah. Brand new tires I do that with. Do you apply any kind of heat or just sauce and bag? You should burn in the sauce with the rag. Yeah. I don't, especially with mini truggy, because it's, you know. Messes with yeah. the foam and no. soaks in and stuff like that? Or? Yeah. it's uh, No, it's, I'm lazy. Well, <laughs> I mean, that, I'm asking this question for an example because, like, up in that tub up there yeah. is a bag, and I literally sauce bag, rubber band it, and then I stick it in that heater port up yeah. there. Yeah, you know, that probably helps a ton. Oh, remember when we were in Omaha? Yeah. Oh, and I finally, at the very end of the whole thing, I take those sets out and put it on, it was like glue. Yeah, exactly. I just stuck night yeah. and day. What do you do for tire prep, Joey? Um, Normally, I'll glue them up at the track. If I'm not at home, and I will punch the foams, punch the tire, I will scuff them down to just to get that leading edge on them. Yep. And then I will take duct tape, okay. go around yep. the tire and get all the remaining rubber off, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'll burn them in. Yeah, see. And then let, That's let what that... I didn't do any of that with my stadium truck tires, and that probably would have been the ticket. Yeah, it burning the sauce into the tire, it, it, it makes it much easier to break the rubber in. Sure, sure. Yeah, man. So I'll tell you what. I tried that new, the revamped VT64. It shows promise, but it needs work. The infield, it drove exactly how I wanted it to. It drove like a 12 scale around the infield. But around the straight half straightaway and sweeper, it was so unstable I could only get into it about a half throttle before it got sideways and evil. <laughs> so, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean... Well, you can talk. I don't care. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, you know, backtracking just a little bit, if I may, and if that's all right. I yeah. I don't know the program time frame. No, it's whatever it is. You know, I mean, I, I know one of the things going back to on-road that's still being seeked is that entry-level class. It's like Euro Truck came and died, you know, and... and there's still a good group of people, but that 12 scale was supposed to, 12 scale spec is what I'm pertaining to, was supposed to kind of bring more people in not having to cut tires. Yep. But all that I truly am hearing back is, you know, frustration because yes. they're spending so much time now trying to figure out how to set that car up to run with the rubber tires because you have to either be in that groove or if you're out, you're loose. I mean. Yes. It's, it's, I've heard a lot about that. Well, I'll tell you this much. They really screwed up with VTA by not putting a rule on the chassis. Yeah, they were talking about that down at the Classic. So back in the day when VTA first became a class, everybody's using old TC3s, old Lozy chassis, you know, street weapons and all that, the way it was meant to be. Yeah. It was made to be, and like, Andrew was putting together old serpent s400s and selling them ready to run for like i don't know something cheap like 300 bucks yeah i didn't even know this was like they just informed me of what you're about to cover yeah it's dirt cheap 
And then um, I don't even remember the guy's name. Is one of Chang's friends. He came into VTA with a brand new Awesomatics when Awesomatics were, I mean, Awesomatics are still the shit, but when they were brand new. Yeah. And gave the controller to Jabber at a state champs race. Mm-hmm. Jabber waxed the field, therefore setting up the precedent for VTA class to become more of a top competitive class than what it was supposed to be. Yep. It was supposed to be an entry-level spec class. Also, another thing that kind of hurt it was Novak died. Because mm. the rule around the entire country was a Novak 25-5. You know what I mean? Yep. It was Novak 25-5, 2S. Andrew had his 17-5, 1S deal. But they, you know. That's kind of when I stepped in the door was when VTA was 1S. Yeah. Um, But they ruined it by putting down 700. Ruined it for beginners, I yep. should say. It's not ruined. It's ruined for beginners by putting down seven $800 rolling chassis. Oh, yeah, as soon as the cars turn mid-mount and you've seen yeah. that transitional phase from the rear mount to right. mid-mount, right. oh, dominators out there. I mean, they were yanking on everybody. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, and then just at the Classic, I was informed about, you know, it used to be an old-school chassis class. Used know, to entry. be. Yeah. yeah. Um, you try to put a, like, I got a TC5 set up for VTA right now that drives really nice, but I guarantee I'd go out there against some of the fast guys, I'd get rushed by a lap and a half at least well it's just like euro truck every class seems to just this ends up happening but you know there was the last race before covid huge conflicts because one club allowed you know modifications to the bearings and they shouldn't have well you can't tell well it it should just be bearings and wasn't it just bearings you could upgrade well, yeah, th- there was that set limit, but a couple groups that gathered together was at a Jamestown race. Yeah. There was two trucks that were, you know, two times faster yep. because their club, you know, they just wanted to get more and more and more, and they See, opened up the door. What screwed up, to was opening up the bodies. I believe it was the Exotech, or was it a Biddy body? Yeah. One of those two. Yep. Way faster than the stock to my body. Well, they're, so you're buying a $150 truck, and then you immediately have to buy a $25 body to keep up. You yep. know, it's just so saying we're racers, and we figure out how to make things faster, and therefore it kind of wrecks things for the beginners to where we should just leave those things alone. Yeah, it's tough. You know, that's that's just the, the yeah. name of the game of this game is, you know, a little bit of money and, yeah. Uh, it's hard for beginners. That's why I always try to, you know, help out and see yeah. what we can do. I mean, I know the community does that very well for those people. But sure, I mean, just the the tools. Yeah, you know? you know, honestly, best bang for the buck for a beginner is twelve scale. That's fine. All right. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. just I mean, it's a harder. Well, it's not necessarily even a harder drive. It's just you got to be right, but it's cheap in comparison to everything else yeah anyway sorry so let's uh hit the results for the cash days race i sat by Corey derosier and i had to thank him for putting out the cash for that even though i didn't win any of it because we need sound effects i'm sorry i know yeah i know well (laughs) again well that new board i was talking about it's got eight buttons for drops on it oh boy yeah and believe me, I'm going to use them when I get it. You should. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So 
I had to thank Corey for because he gave out enough for it to be fun, but not enough to where if you got hacked out of a money position, you weren't butt hurt. It didn't matter. I think it was like twenty-five, fifteen, and five, or something like that. What was it, Joey? Uh, it was fifty. 30 and 20. Yeah, not a huge amount of money. And it just made it, it just put a little bit of uh, spice on the day. So, anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, What did you run? Because you ran mini truggy with me. Did you run stock or mod buggy? Mod buggy. Yeah. So let's uh, hit the cash, all the mod classes. Yeah, we have uh, Tenskill Truggy was the first main. Uh, KP Reigns took that one. Yeah. Dylan Cromshorter in the number two, and Jordan Cortan in the number three. Yeah, I figured out my truck in the last half of the main because I made some changes before it, and I was starting to catch Jordan. I just ran out of time. Ran out of talent or ran out of time? Oh, I ran out of talent in the beginning, <laughs> collected myself, then I ran out of time. I just I completely, laps, I, co- I completely ran out of talent in that one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Then it was, uh, what's the next one? Mod two-wheel buggy. Kyle Holmberg took that one. James Dolan in the number two. And Clayton Cartaluca, the sheriff, in the number three. Yep. And then we have Mod Two-Wheel Truck. Kyle Holmberg also took that one. Clayton Cartaluca in the number two, and Frank Miller in the number three. Yep, and I just... I was on Frank in the beginning of that one, so those silver tires I was talking about, Mm -hmm. the first half of the race, they were pushy, but it's like when they were pushy, I could push the truck. And then, I don't know what... Something happened three minutes into where... I kind of wonder if I broke something or my front sway bar came unhooked. My car became snappy loose. Like, oh, this is uncontrollable. So. Yeah, yeah when those, uh, <laughs> when that happens, it's you got to just be for the ride. <laughs> something happened. And, yeah, I got passed by someone I shouldn't have been passed by. It just wasn't good. I think I figured that one out. Yeah. <laughs> Your final mod class was mod four-wheel buggy. Kyle Homer also took that one. Chris Malui in the number two, and James Dolan in the number three. Sweet. Yeah, it's cool that they're running mod there. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of glad to see the mod class come back around. Even though I hope the next layout... Because they're doing a layout change this Saturday, Friday, Saturday, I believe. Mm -hmm. I really hope you can open up a modified on it. And it makes a difference to have a modified motor. Oh, yeah. Because that last layout, albeit fun, there is no real difference between mod and stock. Mm -mm. What kind of temperatures are you guys seeing on these mod cars or trucks? (sighs) Well, on, on the Mini Truggy, 160. Oh, wow. On the Mod Truck, I don't even need to run a fan on it. I'm coming off at 100. 
Okay. I still run a fan on it, but I don't need to. And which class was it where you were saying you were kind of broke loose at three minutes? Mod truck. Okay. But even when the mod truck is running good, it's 100, 110. I have that um, R110.5 in it. Yep. In Blinky. Oh, yeah. And I don't need a damn bit more. At 510? Yeah, at 510. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to have to buy a 13.5 for it for the spring champs down in Omaha. That's a much bigger track. Oh, yeah. It's much bigger. What what are you guys doing in A-scale down there? About 22 seconds? Uh, 22 seconds was fast. Yeah. Average was 23, 24. Yeah, exactly. And we're doing 13, 14 at the 510. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I was sucking in my truck, so I was doing like 15, 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. All right, so that should do it for Moto Sheets. Um, so, Brad, you started racing with me back in the 90s at like Fun City. We'd go to Dewey's, we'd go to Fargo, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You guys took me under your wing. Oh, yeah. And then you, you know, like a lot of people kind of went away and did your own thing, started a life, started a family, business, house, all that stuff. Then you came back to racing. Yeah. We all of a sudden talked on Messenger one time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, you talked to me. I want to say you talked to me two years prior to that you had a f- old Facebook account with your Lincoln Mark Seven on the cover, mm-hmm. yep. and then you shut that one down and didn't hear from me until like another two years later. And then you're like, "All right, let's race." Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now you got back into racing, and then you kind of, you know, a little bit, little bit, and then boom, you're deep in. You're figuring out electronic stuff like oh i can fix this mm-hmm. i can do this with the motor yep and then you started rc tech lab now i know sometimes you're way busy but how did this come about like how did you decide hey you kind of want to help out the rc community while making a couple bucks so basically i was working on a uh I guess we'll just refer to a black project, so I was drowning a little bit on that, but I was yeah. learning the 12 scale at MMR, home front, you know, and yeah. getting my feet wet and making mistakes and going the wrong ways, and yeah. uh, I always had a passion for tinkering with electronics and figuring things out, but just didn't want to engage until I really knew what area to engage in that could truly be a helpful sure. aspect to the community. Sure. So, you, what's your main thing you fix? Eye chargers, sensor boards? Uh, right now, yeah, that's the main thing that comes and goes out of here is uh, eye chargers. It's probably 425 40 10s, uh, 787 406 Whoa. And uh, 308s, I'm right around 230. I don't know the notebooks Oof. over there, but, you know, I mean, just. I always take like somebody's name down, not to get in depth of this, but you know what happened. I always try to ask them, yeah, to get some details because sometimes you can't do nothing. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. It's it's all about you know how they're treated, how they're used, what environment they're in. But it's interesting right. information to finally look at the data at the end and say, wow, this is uh, you know an issue. And I'll watch my p's and q's out of respect, but yeah, 
Oh, sure, sure. You know, there's... Yeah. So did you kind of take over the repair side from Progressive RC? Uh, Chad and them, you know, they have their uh, their insurance that they are following. With, yes. You know, being the company that they are and what they yep. distribute from there. And obviously, you know, they're just, there's stories out there. I've yeah. heard one from well, you on the way to Omaha, but, you know, you really have to know what you're doing. Well, yeah, well... You know, they've changed over the years because I got my 406 back in 2014. I'm on the same one. Mm. But the fans on my charger did not work when I first got it. Oh, wow. I got it. I tested it. The fans didn't work. I sent it to them. I made a little mark on the seal to see if they would actually do something. And they took it apart. Oh, yeah. They replaced the fans. And it's worked like a champ since. Oh yeah, they're outstanding there. But Absolutely. then, but then I heard they don't do that anymore. Well, yeah, basically, there's also this problem. Like uh, I've used my contacts over, you know, in China and stuff like that. Literally, guys standing at one of the manufacturing plants, yeah, asking for permission to buy these boards. Like, uh, you, they will not sell the boards to the states. So if oh. we can't make the repair from the cap to the MOSFET to whatever it yeah. is. It's pretty much just done because yeah. there's no access to the full board. Sure. And, and I know one of the reasons why is because if you crack open any eye charger, 406, yes. 308, 4010, the last year that board was manufactured was 2015. Really? Yeah. So do you think they're going in a different direction with these chargers? Do you think they're just getting rid of what they got? And then they're, it's well, like they I, came out with that new bigger X charger. So there's the new X8 and. The software parameters, uh, I, I thought the design was pretty good, but, you know, still being slim and compact because that's the goal that everybody's on right now, yeah. of, you know, just how well you can condense your stuff. Uh, and it only displays one channel at a time. So, yes, you oh. do have to push a button, but it has the same parameters and values and stuff as, like, your 406 does. That's the newest one that's out, that yes. X8 Duo. But there is the X12, and that has the new microprocessors in it. And, you know, I mean, going back to saying... The, the latest, earliest release date was 2015 on these iChargers. Technology has advanced itself tenfold sure. just in the six years, well, now seven, being yeah. 22, where we process power in many different ways with different components. As, oh, right, right. And, yeah, that's kind of. So, Joey, are you rocking an iCharger? I am rocking an iCharger. I thought so. Uh yeah, man, it's... They're it's, good units. They are. Well, you know what? But. It's the only charger I've had that's never made a mistake on me. Mm-hmm. I've had batteries make a mistake on the charger, Yep. but it's never overcharged. It's never popped anything. It's a, I've had close calls with batteries like, oh, shit. Yeah. Mm, but... One of the biggest problems, though, I mean, if I could, I will say this and on your podcast. Oh, is, that's fine. So, like, you buy yourself a X12, X8, X6, whatever it is, whatever the case is, it comes equipped with two cords, one yes. being power and one to represent the battery. Yeah. That length is what matters. And people really? accommodate to the look, the style of their pit, yeah. and duration and wire yeah. value and size yes. matters. I mean, like Zach Dennett, he, if you're asking for leads, he's clearly identifying, are you going to be 60, 50, 40 amp charging? Yes. So wire size, but there's also a length value that can 
manipulate values that you think you have. Yes. So Zach uses really low resistance copper wire. He takes it. You're right. He knows his shit when he's doing that stuff, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah, just the one problem is those links. I mean, you see these pit fires and stuff, but there's, you know, battery reactions, you know, a lot of plants. So is that because the cords are too long or too short? Sometimes it's because they're just too long, you know. I mean, you've got a voltage drop for, you know, I mean, if we plugged a cord in here and ran it out 200 feet, it wouldn't be 120 volts at the end of the 200 feet. Gotcha. Okay. Because I'm doing... 18 to 24 inch cables myself that's a well-respectable length but i see you could go sky's the limit on that kind of yeah yeah I, mean, I think there is a limit if i went on drc but i i think it's like 48 something like that yeah yeah i mean do you have any experience with the jdm cables english oh I'm just are the jdm cables those 80 dollar deals the really yeah the really cool looking ones he can do like different colors and. Oh yeah, I mean I, they do that at DRC. You can order down to whatever to your balance sheathing to be whatever color you would prefer. I mean it's yeah. Um, but what's your question about it? I'm sorry. Well, I was just curious if you had any experience if you've used them at all or not. No, I mean, all that really matters is just the length of wire. You know, I mean, I get it's cool to have your pit set up and you like it this certain way. I mean. Um, if I had to give any more knowledge on this, uh, if you're using external banks, uh, especially pertaining to 308s, 406s, or 4010s, you need a program where you're switching that bank from channel 1 to channel 2. Maybe it's every month or something, but it causes high strain if you just consistently do it on the same size because of your pit setup. Sure. With Joey racing now... Both the channels on my charger are getting used equally. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, you know, I got something going on every channel all the time. Yeah. Just well, keeping shit going. They they put up with a lot, man, just to see where they've been, like I said, on all them numbers. I forgot my damn eye charger. I got to get that screen fixed. Yeah, there's uh, screens right there, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was a dink, Joey, and I accidentally dropped my phone out of my pocket. The corner of my phone hit my screen and popped it. It's like I can barely read it. Eh. It kind of sketches me out. That's no bueno. No. Yeah, those are actually monitors. Yeah. It's, you know, just another piece of a component going on in there. Yeah. Mm. So one thing I do like about the, okay, all, all BS aside, both, Brad and I are DRC drivers on the DRC team. One thing I like that Zach's doing is on the balance plug, he's, for a 2S cable, he's using a 6S connector. And that doesn't sound like a big deal, but have you ever had the standard 2S plug get crooked in there and it doesn't read a cell right and the charger doesn't know what the hell to do so it's kind of overcharging one cell and not charging the other and that's one of the leading problems in the x6 where you've seen a you know overcurrent charge and the batteries explode yeah that 6s plug keeps everything solid in the balance port yes it does yeah i respect that did you see you just got a multi-color 6s clips yes i mean that's, that's cool going, rebuttal into 
what you were just talking about, you know. I mean, you can really make a custom-colored charging cable. I forget. I think he's up to, like, literally 10 billion options you could do on one cable. Man, they... I think it's literally 10 billion. That's insane. It is. They're nice cables, though, man. Yeah. But, you know, that sounds like a lot, but it's like, you know, you got... 20 sheathing colors you got links you got wire gauges all that you got a couple things for everything but it equals out you have 10 billion different possible combinations you can do yeah so anyway so you also started working on motors now how did you figure all this out what did you get help or does this Uh, knowledge you came into the rc deal with or you know. So basically, this goes back to the beginning. Was besides talking to you, an eighty thousand dollar electric one scale motor was blown up yeah. on advanced phasing for <laughs> torque values, and I ran up to uh, Hub Hobby and Richfield and Big Bear Brian. Is it? I was calling Big oh, Bear. Oh uh, no! Um, yeah, Brandon. Uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon yeah. Uh, starts with an R as last name. He was watching MMR on the the computer behind the service counter, and I'm like, dude, come on, you know, I'm here to you know yeah. get shit for 10 scale, break it back down. What's going on? You know, I read online that they're doing timing with their brushless motors. I mean, it was something that we understood, but we just wanted to not waste that much money. We'll say, yeah, and that's where I kind of the whole thing was sparked, and yeah. I was drowning in another project for not rc and once that was finally done and put to bed i yeah engaged in this because it's what i like to do so did let's call it the black project did that ever get finished yes it did awesome yes it did cool yeah and then you've kind of also embraced all almost every genre of rc you do you, I see a carpet truck sitting there. I see a touring car. I know you got a wheeler sitting around here somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's bagged up right there for next JC race. Yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. That thing was a rocket ship on them nine laps, bro. <laughs> yeah. Changed the game right there. Yeah, no, your car is really good. Yanked on a 6.0. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Money. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I know... No, I just had to touch all the fields, you know. I mean, you and your and senior have always been an inspiration and, you know, food for thought kind of guys, and yeah. I respect that about you. And, uh, you know, I mean, seniors, you try all the fields, see where you like. I mean, just like you said, you know, you gave me a one-eighth buggy, man. I yeah. Mean, can't thank you enough nah, for that. That's and no the experience biggie. at Duluth Champs, what a blast. I mean, we, Yeah. Dude, ace scale is so fun. Oh, that was a blast. It is. That it was is. a blast and a nightmare. Yeah, any version of A-Scale is fun. Um, Nitro is my absolute favorite. It really is. Don't get me wrong. It's a night, not a nightmare. It's just so much more to work on just because of all the dirt that sticks to moving components and whatnot. But E-Buggy is fun, but it's way more fun on the AstroTurf because you can put that power to the ground. Mm. Oh, it's awesome. And now... You know, uh, Jason Rona does those Q&A deals on Instagram and all that deal. I'm like, hey, how about uh, AstroTurf tire for the A-scale? He's like, who says I don't have a drawing for one already? It's like, oh, we might, we might, might be seeing a JC AstroTurf tire, and that will make, that will make the, all the difference in the world. 
Man, those are some names they give those tires, though. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, let's attend that party. The yeah, the double D, the pin swag, the swagger. Uh, what else has he got? The triple D. <laughs> There's just a lot of them. Up. So the double D is obviously a double entendre. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is if you look really close at the center spikes of the double D, they're two D's right next to each other. Yeah. And that's why they're the double D. But he, Jason knows what he's doing. He, <laughs> yeah. It's like there are innocent things that actually happen in the RC world that were never intended to be like, you know, Lozy had the triple X series for their buggies. Yep. Well, the unintended consequence of that is when Yahoo and Google were all in their younger phase, they would do triple X buggy. And the first thing that popped up was a shit ton of porn. Oh God. Yeah. I suppose so. (laughs) Yeah. You put it three X's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was a unintended for a week. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That was an unintended naming consequence. Yeah. And they got away from that name with the 22s and all that. Mm. So anyway, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it is. So yeah, so how do people get a hold of you to get things fixed and all that? Is um, Facebook on RC Tech Labs best way? That is the question. Yeah. I'm sorry to say. I mean, I do my best. I try. I get back. I scroll through Messenger. I mean, somebody sends me a message in the morning. You know, I try to apply my my thought and my whatever energy to first shift, and then when I get home, yeah. you get buried Yeah, as the day proceeds. I, But I'll do my best to try to talk to anybody, and just messenger is the best way. Well, I know when you're busy, because when I send you a text or a PM, and yeah. you don't read it within 10 minutes, I'm like, I'll ask him again tomorrow, because he's, he's, he's busy. Yeah. You know, but I'm the it's like... I don't know. Well, a lot of people are bored at work like me, and they text or PM me, and my phone's constantly going to, and sometimes I bury people the same way. It's like shit because it's just ding, 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 you know, all day. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Well, and, yeah, it's it's just a lot sometimes of just shut down because on the first shift job, it averages, you know, 200 a day phone calls. Yeah. And that adds up really quick. So you're still doing the LED gig? Oh, yeah, that's one company that will always proceed. Yeah. Power is not going anywhere. No. You know, no, no. always got to support this in the family. Right, right. But um, still doing limos, stuff like that. So basically, though, you offer, for sure, charger services. Is a motor service you offer regularly, or is that mm-hmm. kind of like uh, you're still experimenting, doing it for yourself and a couple others? Uh, honestly, uh I'm at that point where I finally hit where I'm just pretty much not to be rude or whatever, no. but, you know, kind of done with that aspect. I love helping them out yeah. with the chargers that keeps people going, but yeah. the motor game is, it's absolutely not the same anymore. And I understand what this RC community does and how it is, its operations are. Yeah. So with respect, I kind of have to take my hat and bow out on that. Right on. Yeah, I get it. Well, you know, so there's some things in the motor game that have been happening lately that are intentional. Yep. Now, there's some things happening that are unintentional. Yeah. So 
some guys at the five. I won't name names, but some guys at the five ten dynoed a shit ton of those hobby wing fixed timing motors. Oh yeah, I can tell you about that. There's a twenty five hundred RPM discrepancy from yeah. the top to bottom. Well, the problem is, you know, you take them apart and they're poorly made. They're mass produced in the way they are, and um, basically the sensor boards are imbalanced, meaning like how they oh, are yeah. soldered up. So if you were to open one and literally hit the points and just to make the class honestly, like I was spoke to another a, a few other people about that operate tracks. Yeah push the sensor board down by hitting all three points with an iron and making it flat, you'll take away that variance because they're five degrees plus or five degrees minus in sure, timing. Sure, And that's huge, you know, and you can kind of see that in these spec motor classes on any level, whatever brand. Dude, it's been happening since the brush days. Yeah, well. Do you remember the Tamai J motor? Oh, God, no. You're speaking Spanish. So it, it's a motor that's been made, started early 80s, and it's still going today. They put it in They put it in the Euro trucks. They put it in the Mini Coopers. You yeah. know, that's the motor that goes in there. Yeah, they're still racing grasshoppers yeah. on dirt over yeah. there in China. Yeah, no, for sure. That's crazy. But um, so when I had my series the last year, we made an RC10 spec class. Yeah. And what it was was RC10, it had to be the short arm, no stealth transmission. That was not allowed. Um, everybody had the same Reedy Wolf Pack, which was actually, those were all pretty close. But then I made the mistake of making the spec motor a J motor. Mm. Okay. you can. It's a closed end bell motor. Yep. You can't. You can't, some say they can open it without wrecking it, but I don't see a way you can open it without wrecking it. Yeah. But what you do is there are dipping tricks, like you dip it in water, and then you put a little, then you dump the water, put clean water, put a little bit of mother's chrome polish in there and dip it again and get those brushes to break in. Oh, yeah. Kind of like filing them and stuff back in the day. Yeah, it wasn't fair. Yeah. You know. And I created because I created a monster because I was doing it myself. Because mm. it's like I created this class, but fuck, I want to win. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the game. You know, it was funny. So I had the Repop RC10 that they remade in 2012. Yep. The classic RC10 from the 80s handled so much better. They're exactly the same, but I don't know if it was the new materials that they made it out of or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something about that classic RC10, it works so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Didn't they go from, like, steel to aluminum or something? No, like this that? is all aluminum, aluminum chassis. Oh, gotcha. Just a stamped. Oh, yeah, that old uh, kind of goldish. Yeah, the gold tub. Yeah. Yeah, man, that thing was awesome. All right, so how about we get into some notes and then into some questions? And, yeah, cause, uh, not a lot happened, but Joey... Uh, well, first let's hit up, uh, shirts. So check out, uh, Corey Hens make shirts for this podcast and all Minnesota racing. Basically go to P W R merch.com P W R stands for paint works racing. So it's P W R merch.com. And on the search tab, search ran out of talent. 
and by Tuesday after the last episode, Corey had a shirt made. <laughs> and you know what it is? If you ain't got balls, you ain't going fast. <laughs> and it has diff balls going around the bottom of the lettering. It's awesome. So, I saw a comment on that one. There was a guy asked, uh, he said, what about pillow balls? And I said, you're still going fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, Randy Anger. Mm-hmm. Randy's good guy. Um, yeah, but it's got the it's got dip balls going around the bottom. It's like, man, he was fast on that one. But mm-hmm. you can also get your um, your Ogilvy oval shirts, your MMR shirts, your MNRC shirts, your five ten shirts, your Paintworks racing gear. You can get a ton of stuff on pwrmerch.com you know what i hate to tell people what to do but i say get a ran out of talent shirt and then get another shirt because that if you buy a track shirt that supports your local tracks because Corey's given the profits from the local tracks to the track owners mm-hmm. so yeah man um, and I, I think he just pulled all the hoodies cause we had those issues with the hoodies and the poor screening, mm-hmm. but, uh, my ran out of tail and t-shirts held up very well. But anyway, so the exact day, and this happens after every episode drops, um, big news happened. So. Let me explain this the best way possible. So all of a sudden, um, I forget the dude's name. He's uh, nothing, nobody, but somehow he became the HBUSA manager. The dude's been a problem in a, a lot of aspects. We won't get into that, but the guy's a problem. So with RCGP, every team, so you have two-car teams, in the beginning of the season, every RCGP team gives the RCGP $5,000. And with that $5,000, you get entry for all the races, obviously. And you get things like your own pop-up tent and banner and all that other stuff. So HB was the first year of the RCGP was in there. With uh, Ronald Falk and I forget who else was running HB. It might have, I forget, but it was Ronald Falk was the big guy. Um, and, but that was RCGP's tent for RCGP to hold on to for the next season, all that. Well, anyways, HB, well, David Ronald Falk goes to Mayako. And HBUS is so hurt by that. And they go, well, we want all of our stuff from RCGP back. They're like, that's fine. You just pay us storage that we've been storing it for the last two years. No, that's our pop-up, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, there's something else going on here. You know what I mean? So they're, they're basically... This is all butthurt over Ronald Falk leaving for Mayako is what all this adds up to be. So anyways, in a team post, you can hear him 
crying and yelling simultaneously, saying, No HP drivers at RCGP at all. And you know what? I say if you're a 50% driver and you want to go to the RC2 class, I say do it, man. I really do. Absolutely. Because you know what? That 50% off deal, which, you know what? We all have chassis sponsors. Joey, I know you you don't. Do you have a chassis sponsor, Joey? I do not. But I'll say this. You know what? It's 50. Oh, that's Spike. That was weird. Anyways, it's... Uh, I've been electrocuted a few times. I don't know. Like you, me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's it all right. happens, bro. It's, it's 50% off of an overinflated MSRP. That's the real deal. Mm-hmm. It's not 50% off retail. Mm-mm. I say screw your 50% off sponsorship and go experience American RCGP. I can't go because I'm going to be on, I might be on vacation. I, I have a vacation coming up around that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that RC2 class, so the RC2 class is where your average Joe's sign up, and it's a spec tire. They give you the tires there. You get all the track time you can handle. It's a blast. One class, you run your nitro buggy, and that is it. So, you know, this is one of those things. HB drop. If if they drop, let's and again, let's be honest again. And as a team associated driver, I'm a team driver first, sure. But right next to that, I'm a contracted customer. I am a guaranteed customer for team associated. Same with. I'm a guaranteed customer for Donathan. I'm a guaranteed customer for J Concepts and Boom Graphics. It's unless you're getting a hundred percent, you're just a guaranteed customer. Nothing more. What they're selling stuff to you at, they're making a profit over what they're selling stuff to a distributor at. So you're getting a deal, but so are the companies. But yeah, anyway, I just thought that was ridiculous. It's they won't ever admit it, but it's, it's all over Ronald Falk leaving for Mayako. That's all it's about. And that had to happen a day after we were done recording. It always does. It always does. Yeah. Um what else we got? We got um we'll get into this one here. Some jerk decided to steal a few hundred bucks out of the 510 till. You need a growling sound right now. Yeah. That's where I'm at. We're all kind of on the same page. We're not going to name names here, but we're all on the same page. Very sad. It is very sad because, dude, they're... We were just talking about supporting your tracks. Exactly. I always try to give Chris an extra five bucks when I race there. Exactly. Everywhere I go, I try to help out however I yeah. can. You know, like Chris really doesn't have, like he's got tires, but I got tires. But like every time I go to Thunder, I always buy like a can of motor. Cl- I spend 50 bucks in the hobby shop. Mm-hmm. It's the least you can do. Every t- If there's a actual active hobby shop, but you know, it's like, and that's tough too. Yeah. Just take stock and in inventory in a hobby shop because yeah, next month it could be obsolete. 
Right, right, exactly. But, just saying. dude, they stole from the till, and it's not like the 510, like, last race was their rent for January. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's the pointer finger when I find out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to say, I, I am going to say I do know, but I, it's... We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. If, if when it becomes public knowledge, and you know what? Don't PM me asking me who, because especially if you weren't there. But dude, it hurts so. Bad. I mean, goddamn. And you know what? Also, it, I don't know if it'd be smart for Chris or not for tax purposes, but he should just require. Like I pay my entries PayPal. And I send him friends and family so he doesn't get hit with the charge. You know. Yeah. Well, I do the same. It's one of those things. It's like because then the money's in the bank account. Yeah, he's just trying to provide options for people to pay and come race and have a good day and. Yeah. Yeah. All he said was the best he could tell it was a few hundred dollars. That's mm. just rough, man. Mm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Campbell from Teakin, um, another news story, Jim Campbell from Teakin, <sighs> decided to get everybody up in arms. And where this ends up is all about that no prep drag racing. And one thing I got to say before we get into this thing, they shouldn't have ever offered a stock class in no prep drag racing. It should have just been open, 2.5, 3.5 motors, with ESCs, with ramping, and radios with ramping, and all that stuff. But they made a 13.5 stock class. Yep. Which is a mistake in that situation, if you ask me. I mean, I don't know. Um, Joey, have you done any of the no prep stuff yet? I have not. I have. Yeah, Brad has. Game changers. Yeah. And then bowed out. Yep. Well, here, here's the deal, and since you've done it, so Brad, what they've been doing now is they've been getting these tires, they've been making their rims for air valves and putting in 1 to 2 PSI in the yep. tires. Yep. They have that um, DRK ESC with seven stages of ramping, Yep. so you can hit the throttle and it just goes bomb, 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 bomb. You know, yep. And you have the M17 uh, race mode where instead of the inconsistencies of pulling your trigger, that yes. distance versus just pushing a switch and you're gone yes exactly yep but they're figuring all all that like when they first started like in 2020 the goal was to do two twos they did 1.6 yeah now the goals are one eight like winning cars are doing the cars that are winning five figures are doing one eights consistently yep i talked to a lot of the guys that just ran at that big uh vegas yeah they still reach out to me that's so like you know Per, going back, I'll talk to people about motors. Yeah. You know, I mean, but hands-on, there's there's a lot of things yeah. that I'm not going to waste the time talking about. But by the middle of 2022, you're, like, right now, people are still trying to get in that 80-mile-per-hour mile mark. By the middle of 2022, let's say by July, I guarantee they'll be at 90. Yeah, well. There will be sheets coming out with guys at night. And that's another mistake they did was putting timing on the track. Mm -hmm. The point of no prep was supposed to be they're doing it with trees. Yep. It's supposed to be an instant green 
Winner or loser. Fuck your time. That's the way it was set up to be. That's what that one is built right over there for. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, it's got a jump line on it. That's it. Yep. But, you know, everybody started use, using actual timings. But anyways. Oh, yeah. That's not the point. So the point is, is they created this 13.5 class. Now there's this R1 motor called the Outlaw. It says Outlaw on the can, meaning it's illegal. It will never pass roar attack. It's a 13.5 motor, but it's reading resistance-wise at 10.5. And that blew up the internet, just, oh, these cheaters, all that. All that. It's like, guys. At R1? Yeah, uh, yeah, every, okay, uh, uh, yeah, and you know, every motor company's plant is dancing on that gray line. They are walking that tightrope, like Tom Rinderneck at that CRCRC race, to where it's his first time in years running stock, and he's beating the living crap out of professional stock drivers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's one of the guys that are one. So he's dancing some line there that, but they were teching, I believe. So they rudimentary. Anyway, this whole Jim Campbell thing was like, well, see, this 13.5's reading what a 10.5 reads. But it's like, you would have a great point. Is there a video of him doing these tests? Ah, uh, there's pictures. Well, well uh, does it talk about time frames in between tests? Or? No. He has to talk about the motors running. He It's just pictures, and he weighs them. He's like, this is what the motors weigh, and this is what they're doing for resistance. Oh, here it is, an outlaw motor, 13.5 R1. I'm sorry, I've neglected to be on no, this site since fine. the whole dilemma. Yeah, I hear you. Um, wow. But do you think the more and more Tekken falls behind in the motor game, the because the only thing I think they're really successful in, they're successful in the A-scale stuff, and they're successful in 10-scale ESCs. Their servos were kind of a flop. Oh, I, what about the new ones? I haven't seen any of the new ones. Yeah, I, I haven't either. I'm working you know what? on one of those programs right now myself. You know what? Everybody's going to send it RC. No. You have the pro Best t- servos on the market, in my opinion. Can I have your opinion on that if we can? Yeah. What is your opinion? The other guy. Joey. <laughs> the other Joey? Yeah. <laughs> um, from what I've read, most servos are all, they, they all have the same, kind of in the same similar specs. Yes. But as far as the afford, affordability of it, mm-hmm. send it, send it, their affordability is over the top as far as how much they are. Okay. You pertain um, to like an A scale operation eight, or ten scale or eight scale, ten scale, twelve scale. Okay. Yeah. For price wise. Yeah, because well, uh, it's eighty um, bucks for a ten scale. Oh, gotcha. Servo. It, gotcha. It's actually it's actually like sixty. For you. No, that's retail. No, I just paid eighty on the send it site. Hold on, Joey. Did you sign a gag order before we did this? Yeah. <laughs> we need you to sign this document. So I I overpaid twenty bucks. Which is which fine. one? Which one did you did you get the shorty? Yeah, I forget. It was a higher torque one, the higher torque shorty. I put it in the VT sixty four. 
I forget which one I got. Can I ask a question to the two of you? Because yeah. I don't raise enough 1A scale, and I'm really working on launching a servo here. All right. I mean, obviously, you, we, I've ran it. I put a servo in it. I didn't have a servo saver in it. Are you guys going through a lot of servos? Well, no. No? No, not at all. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of give going on. Some cars have built-in, you know, uh, savers. Yes. You know, like the X-Ray has that. Dude, we're, we're tightening that. So the saver, the built-in saver, yeah. we're tightening it down so much now that, that it doesn't matter. do anything. Gotcha. All right. Um, especially on, like, Truggy. Mm-hmm. Like, Buggy, there's a tick of give. Truggy, you lock that sucker down. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. It needs to be for buggy at least 450 ounces of torque and for truggy at least 600. Wouldn't you say, Joey? Mm hmm. Um, the, uh, the send it 271, the high volt 271, that's their shorty. Yeah. That'll, that'll power uh, a mini truggy like no tomorrow. I, no issues at all. I think that's what I got in my mini. Hmm. I don't know. 271 remember. ounces per inch at 7.4 volts. Nice. So anyway, what I'm looking at, and this is, I know there's guys on here that like Savix and good on you. And every time on my Facebook, I haven't posted about them in seven, six, seven years because every time I did, I got crucified. I tried Savix back in the day. Um, it used to be the Savix 1258. And I'm like, oh, this is the greatest servo in the world and they're only 50 bucks. And then one, and then one day I don't remember why, but I had a XP thirteen thirteen XP used to be the Airtronic servo, and I did that back to back with the twelve fifty eight. I'm like, oh, this is way more accurate. I don't have to set my steering trim every race. Um. I could take my cat. I had a Spectrum glitch cap in because if you were on your throttle when you hit the loop, it would miss a lap. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. No, that that's Savix. But then, so it's like, okay, I got rid of them all. And then I popped a servo in Omaha in 2016, and all they had in the case was Savix. Oh, you just uh, solved an RC Tech Lab problem. Yeah. I got to text this guy really quick. Right on. So I um, I put the Savix in my buggy. And first off, you know you know when you put a servo in and the power is off? Most servos are nice and smooth and all that. The Savix, you really had to wrench it to go left to right. I'm like, ugh, it just feels gross. But whatever, we'll see how it performs. It was under torqued by a. It's I forget what it said for torque, but it wasn't that because in another vehicle I had a KO with the same amount of torque, and it was way different. And then um, the same problem started happening with the A scale. I was going across the loop in Omaha's right in front of the booth, and there was a corner, and you were accelerating out. I was missing laps. Zach or Alex added them because Alex knows what he's doing as a race director, but it was the same problem years later. It's like they never fixed it. So people, people try things when they first start racing 
and they get stuck in that rut. Like, I will never listen to somebody on something when it, they're like, yeah, man, I like, I don't know, say, let's say a company that doesn't exist anymore, so I'm not alienating, but I love Novak stuff only. Well, what else have you tried? Nothing, man. I don't need to try anything else. Y- your opinion's useless at that point because you don't know what else is out there. You don't know what you're really missing. That's like, sorry to be crude, but that's like marrying the first woman you have sex with. Jeez, you're just like, is this intended towards me? No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you could just say it. I mean, my God. We're going there. Where's them fucking background sounds? We need some of them, but yeah, it feels know. like you could say that. No, it's not intended towards right, anybody. All right, all right. Just making sure. All right. But, you know, it's like. I mean, x-ray till I die, but. You know. No, but you didn't start x-ray. Oh, I had that little associated. Dude, I walked you in the You had a door. couple associated. Just that one. Yeah, and then you had a Kyosho A-scale buggy. Oh, yeah, that weekend, yeah. yeah. But it worked well. You knew about it. Yeah. Yeah, had permission from the boss man. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I get it. No, it, I It's t- one of those things, like, but especially servos, because people buy the cheapest of the cheap. No, I totally get it. I was and, adding humor. Yeah. And oh, yeah, for sure. Wh- where you're going is respectable. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people that are just stuck on just one item and they'll never get off of it yeah but to go back to that though the send it i i ran it for three battery packs but the servo itself i didn't have any complaints i had to turn it down like every other servo yeah because they're all too fast you know people look at it oh look at the speed it's 0.06 yeah well you know what if it's not slower than 0.15, you're slowing it down on the radio or, or you're dying. You know what I mean? Because the servos are just way too fast. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, like, I, which car was it? One of my cars, I, can, I can never remember which one. I turned down the speed and I put a negative expo. So that negative steering expo, so I put a negative speed, and then it slows it down in the first half of the curve with the negative expo even more in that first initial. Yep. Because it's like, geez, man. Like, the servos we had when we were kids were 100 ounces of torque. Oh, yeah. And when they hit .11 for speed at 100 ounces of torque, oh, that was the shit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I remember those days. Oh, yeah. I got some photos. Oh, so do I. When the Futaba 3003 servo was the bomb. My best thing I remember is, who turned their radio on? Turn your radio yeah. off. Channel 66. <laughs> Register your crystal. <laughs> I know I was a, a, I, I caused that problem a few times. Oh, that, we all that have. That was me. Every single person that's ran a frequency radio has caused that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing on a positive note. I was sitting there. It's one of those things that you kind of like draw from in the universe. I was literally sitting there running a press day thinking, I wonder what ever happened to that RC box club. And then I get home and I was about to come over for this podcast and I get an email from RC box club mm-hmm. and they're doing some revamping. So I'm kind of curious to see what they come out with, but I didn't know they kept, um, Mark Santa Maria is the biggest RC YouTuber out there. And he did one video on the RC Box Club. 
and then I've never seen any more pictures or videos or anything like that. But what, I, what I, is this club? So, like the shaving club? Yeah, very similar. Okay, it's a subscription method. Um, you pay fifty bucks a month, mm. and you're you got to be specific. Are you a racer, or are you a basher, or or are you into crawling? Mm-hmm. Is it kind of like a mystery box? Yeah, and they send you a mystery box worth of stuff. It's you pay fifty bucks. Let's say they give you seventy bucks worth of stuff. It's seventy bucks retail. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Um, I'd like to see some different stuff in the boxes. Like Mark Santa Maria got one. It was like a night a nice Allen wrench, a two o. Um, a lipo bag and a couple other little trinkets, hmm. just stuff like that. You get like one, two medium-sized things. Are and, they like name brand stuff? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I just seen some stuff. Yeah. Across the pond. Yeah. Um, not Aeromax or anything like that. Okay. But decent stuff like ProTech level wrench. Yeah. Something that'll get you by for a while. Can we uh, back up just a little bit? I mean, I don't want to. Yeah. That that Campbell you were talking about with the Outlaw R1. Yeah. I mean, so this whole 13.5, what other motors were involved in that? Just Tekken motors. So it was he was testing a Tekken versus the 13.5 R1 yes. Outlaw. Yes. But the thing is, it would. I mean, were I'm, you around for the Trinity D3.5? Uh, no, but I heard all about that. If it were the same thing, it would be something, but it's not the same thing because it's not Aurora approved motor. Well, I mean, the I've, end. I've been, you know, working with Tyrone Jefferson and he yeah. uh, is moving fast in that whole field of, you know, drag and no prep. And yeah, I've walked up and down the, the pit lanes as not a racer, just, you know, there yeah. to view and talk but i have yet to see a teakin in a car even at an off-road no. or an on-road track you're either looking at macklin or r1 or trinity in those drag cars yeah i mean i don't so he's just stirring it up over that then saying yeah he's they were supposed to meet some requirements and yeah but it's like it says outlaw you know who else said uh, this is way off topic um james dibble dib dibs he fell hard into this outlaw. So the reason I know him is because he started doing the oil baths for the nitro motors, and he's big into A-scale and all that. Yep. All of a sudden, a couple months ago, all of his A-scale shit's for sale, and he's been winning these no-prep races and coming home with $1,000 a week, and it's like he's going fast. You know, I, yeah. I like to watch who's winning. It's just fun because when you go into these races, I don't watch all these rounds, but when it's on Live RC, I'll watch the Sweet 16 Mm -hmm. for sure. And it's fun just watching 40 minutes of it and just boom, 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 boom. This guy won 40,000 bucks. But who's going to be a favorite for the next one? Because you go from tar to cement to... A really nice clean track to a bumpy as shit track. All I know is I did this with no wheelie bar. Wow. Not once. Anybody who's listening to this would know. But 
No wheelie bar whatsoever is not required. That no prep stuff, uh, literally my last time I ran, yeah. I was busy getting a generator from the shop and got back here at 11 o'clock at night and pulled the bo- the car back out of the box. Yeah, I, It's just, you know, it's it's so driven to make you spend money. It is. Oh, dude. But you don't have to. I don't even do burnouts. Well, that's the thing. So when I wanted to get into it, that's like when the DR10 was coming out and all that stuff where people were making them just out of simple SE 6.2s, all that. Yeah. I decided to build a stadium truck instead. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad I went down that route. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it's kind of it, like. It's just a whole long day for eight seconds, man. The The body game is more hardcore than it is for touring car. What's that, for Drake? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's we've worked a lot on on the bodies, the wings, yeah. and all that stuff. Yep. Um, your layering, your this, your that, your tires. Are you going to run inflated, or are you going to just run plain no foams? Are you going to run belted with foams? What the you know? It's you like know, holy I, shit! It just became too much. Yeah, my two senses. If you can wheel a TC car, wheel that drag car with all four wheels on the ground. I mean, I get a lot of guys are in it for that whole you know image and appearance and oh it's on two wheels all the way down but well so if you watch like i ran ridiculous values if you watch um they did the pro stock cars which is like a funny car on prep tracks and top fuel dragsters they have wheelie bars but they don't use them they don't bang the wheelie bars yep. off the line. Their front tires come up a tick, and then it layers, and they gently set down and go. Yeah, for any kind of parachuting lift at right. towards the end. My car, I experienced that. Yeah, you know they're doing one fives. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pro stocks, and then top the dragsters are doing one ones. They're moving. Yeah, they're, they're gone. Fucking gone. Oh yeah. I think the one ones are at like 140 mile an hour. Dude, I bought one of Holy the frames. Holy crap! Nine hundred dollars yeah. just for the frame. Yeah. And it's come it comes with axles. That's it. Yeah. It's gonna be a hell of a show. I'm gonna back up in a white transit van, looking like a kidnapper. That's a set that <laughs> thing down, pull the trigger, make a hit, get the car, and leave. Dude, that white transit van's an awesome RC vehicle. You know, I did contemplate one before I bought my truck. But my truck's so damn sexy. Real funny story about that thing, quick. So I go to put insurance on it. My Ford Crown Vic was such an unsafe shitbox that when I put insurance on that new truck, my insurance went down 25%. And I paid 10 times more for that truck than I did my Crown Vic. Yep. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, they they are trying to do that on my 98 BMW because we don't have all the... Yeah. anti you know slip features well that's the thing that. yeah it's got traction control i turned off the lane departure system right away that's annoying as hell because when you're changing lanes all of a sudden your steering wheel vibrates because it thinks you're drifting mm-hmm. and well, yeah yeah all that stuff um yeah i got listener questions and that's about it do you guys got anything i got nothing all right Oh, by the way, the team manager of uh, HB is uh, Chad Phillips, who said no drivers at RCGP. Um, All right. First question is from Braden Stensrud. Any tracks in Minnesota 
handicap accessible other than Thunder Road. He just had a horrific snowmobile crash. It was caught on tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was racing snowmobiles, and it's like he crashed and he cartwheeled and cra- broke a bunch of shit. Oh, that will do it to you, too. Yeah, man. It was, it was bad. Yeah. Yep. Um, Thunder Road is, I believe, MMR can be. I think his driver stand, I think he's got an attachment for it. Because I believe Mike Butts has been to MMR before, and he's in a chair. Duluth does that. Duluth does, but he already said Duluth and Proctor are five hours oh. away. But, you know, you know, in the summertime, Rick's Hobby Farm has the um, elevator. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they built that elevator for one guy. They finished it, and that one guy got butthurt about something, and he never showed up again. Oh, man. Uh, dude, that's an expensive unit because it passed certifications. Oh, yeah, being that tall. I've seen that thing. Yeah, and yeah. they put it under lock and key so the kids don't play with it. But that's all I can think about, and, you know, that's really something tracks need to think about because one day, let's say, a building inspector runs into track X, Y, and Z, and there's no ramp. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah, those are tough rules that apply to different cities, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Hopefully it gets better soon. Yeah, for sure. Quick recovery, man. But I yeah, snow cross Very myself. quick recovery. Yeah. Thunder, and I know, I, I guarantee Andrew's got something, because his... um. Andrew would accommodate if somebody came in. He would figure out a way. I know his driver's stand is like an erector set, and he can change something. I guarantee he's got a ramp he could throw up instead of the stairs. I mean, it's just it, it, that's a hard subject, too, because look at how you have to position them to give them a real good view when yeah. you're not standing. Right, right. I mean, that's tough. It is. Um, you know, Mike Garrison, who's the owner of Boom Graphics, and he used to write for Live RC. He does um, some super cross commentating nowadays with, like, Jeff Emig and shit like that. Really fucking cool guy. But, you know, racing A-scales, he's had it to where they didn't have anything for him. So they put him in the bobcat bucket and lift him up for his races and shit like that. That's nuts. He talks about, he's like, that's the sketchiest it's ever been. And then he talks about the Omaha wheelchair ramp being the safest and best it's ever been (laughs) (laughs) oh that is definitely sketchy man um you know what check out there's that um i want to say iron wolf raceway down in um the city with the spam museum it's down by you Braden, down in southern minnesota check him out he might have a wheelchair ramp up too um Danny Williams is wondering, not a question, but give me motivation to finish my T6.2. Dude, it's a nice build. I mean, I don't know what else I can tell you. Once you get it built, you can come race. I know Danny's one of those guys, it's like, it's hard to get him at the track, but once he's at the track, he has fun. So, and then he's got a couple scouts out looking for kind of an underprivileged kid to give the truck to at the end of the season because he uh, won the truck in a raffle at Loose Nuts. Joe Scaramel's company, Empire Insurance, did a raffle at uh, Loose Nuts, and Danny won it. 
So he's going to race it a couple times and give it away. That's cool. Yeah. Well, Super you, cool. Yeah, you got to race it a couple times before you give it away, Danny. I mean, geez. Man, I hope he doesn't get burnt on that. I've gotten burnt twice. On a giveaway? Well, one, listeners helped build a... It wasn't... Both times wasn't the kid's fault. Mm-hmm. The last one, listeners remember, they all helped me build this B4.2 for a neighbor kid. One of Joe Three's friends. Well, druggy dad ends up cheating on mom. Mom leaves dad, and I haven't seen that kid in a year and a half. That car's probably been pawned. Back when Beth and I first got married, we lived in some apartments in Elk River. Uh, This guy named Mr. B gave me a whole bunch of the original mini tees couple of stock literally two stock ones that ran and two heavily modified ones that ran all ready to run i had my fun with um you know and me and a friend are playing with them outside and i'm getting bored as shit because they're mini tees yeah you know it's like yeah well you're doing the right thing though yeah but this kid biggest eyes huge like oh coolest thing he's ever seen in his life Look at him. Look at my friend. I'd give him everything. Yeah. Well, his meth head mom pawns it, gets married to a drug dealer she met two days prior, and they abandon the apartment. Never see him again. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But at least you're planting the seed in yeah. those kids. It's not the kids' fault at all. Well, I know, but at least yeah. you're opening their eyes yeah. to something. Hopefully it, they'll come back. Exactly. It's shitty parenting. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Stuff. It is. Um, let's see here. Shane Madrinage, he did a few episodes that ran out of talent with me back in the day. He goes, Will Van Ert club race again? Is there any reason for I mean it Thursday nights are tough. And Kevin's really starting to get into fitness lately. Fitness and dieting and all that. And he's um, realizing the importance of sleep. And when you're leaving Thursday night at 10, 10.30 at night, you're missing an hour or two of sleep, and that's brutal. Absolutely. Especially when you got to be up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, I'm going to try to wrap this thing up in within 30 minutes because i got to wake up at 4. But, um, you know, it's... He might, but also, like, he's heading down to the Snowbirds. He's down there right now. You know what I mean? It's like... He's, that's going to be a big show. It is. Very that, big. That's something I noticed, and we'll bring it up in a bit, that Jeff Choban brought up. But um, it seems like the big races this year are big, but club racing is almost dead. It's just so spread out in Minnesota. Yeah. But, I mean, all over the country. I mean, except for maybe Drew's track. Yeah, no, I hear like Ohio, you know, they took a tumble on touring. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. It's one of those things, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's up to Van Earp, but if you're getting out any later than 930, there's no way in hell he's going to do it. Um, Ryan Greening goes related to Danny's question. How much cussing was Junior doing on the driver's stand with two-wheel mod truck main Saturday? I didn't. 
I was just so disappointed in my in the truck, not myself, the truck, because I I wasn't driving bad. The truck was evil. It was putting the blame on the truck, really, the tires. Are we talking about Mister Green? Yeah. With the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> Incredible Hulk? Ryan Green? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. It's kind of funny. He leaves the podcast because he's losing interest in RC, and then all of a sudden he's been racing like weeks in a row. <laughs> Running touring. Yeah. How? Speaking of, so I know you're an X-ray man, but what do you think of that Mugen? What you doing? No, it's a yeah. nice car. Bruce Collins has one, and, you know, I mean, I've danced with them, and it's a very competitive car against the Osmatics as well. I mean, I see many different, uh, you know, pros and cons to all of the cars, you know, from Destiny to Osmatics yep. to the Mugen. It's a quality car. Uh, Bruce, it held together for him all the way, all of his cool. runs. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I kind of comes down to right now, you know, what you get for what you buy out of the box because I mean, a lot of the people that are in it understand. Yeah. You know, X-ray you're buying more. Yeah. You know. You know, the uh, yeah, the last touring cars I bought were X-ray, but my favorite car ever was a foam car. It was the X-ray T2007. Back came out the winter of 06. And that was revolutionary because there was the original T2 that came out and the 007 was the one with all the revisions and all that stuff. And me and Yari worked that car and it just became phenomenal. But I'm a foam guy. At the end of the day, I'm a foam guy. That is fun. I yeah. tried that. And... It became a game, like everything else. It always does. And foam touring car tires are expensive, and some guys were... I saw guys with a Discover card, a gold card. Yep. And if you know anything about credit, gold cards are almost as shitty as a secured credit card. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if your credit cards aren't black... uh, But they were maxing out cards for touring car tires and one running them. It's like that killed it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, if you were sm- one running tires were always faster. But if you're smart about it, you could get a few race days out of a set of tires. Just being a guy from the outside, I guess I still want to say that. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it gets stirred up in multiple different classes, motors. You know, all this stuff we kind of discuss. But in the end of the day, who's the most consistent driver is what's taking that race. I mean, true. I just, I've seen a slow car take down a fast car because that fast car can be held straight for the consistency. Dude, one Marshall, one Marshall, yep. your expensive motors, batteries, all that shit, but that's four seconds down the drain. There it goes. You lose, and, you know, the subject is brought up about something, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it from superbike racing to snowcross racing to shifter cart racing. Yeah. I mean, just the style of the atmosphere, you know. But, like, um, touring car tires, Zach was saying you get forever out of them. Mm, well, I don't know which ones he's pertaining to, but... I think Jayco Blues. Jayco Blues, I mean, yeah, it's seeming like what we're seeing is just uh, what track you're on, how you're pushing it, what size motor as it would yeah. be for any class, but 
you know, the hootie tires seem to hold up pretty good. Cool. Gravities are really yeah. good. So speaking of specs, so I was going to get into, because they were, were going to run them in Ogilvy and it never came to fruition, but I was all ready to buy a mini modified with the Yamaha motorcycle engine in it that was sealed. And before I pulled the trigger, which I'm glad I didn't because they never ran, I don't think. What kind of fuckery is going to happen with these cars? Are we talking about RC? I'm talking a real car. Okay, all right. I was going to say. And I was going to ask Joey. Joey, did those ever run anywhere, those mini modifieds with the Yamaha motors? Oh, yeah. They ran over in... uh... Uh, up in uh, St. Cloud, Sartell, Granite City Motorplex. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. They what, ran up there a couple times. Yeah, and what kind of fuckery happened with them? Not much, actually. They really? produced some really good racing. See, I wanna, I, I'd assume different because it's like I was looking at getting into real – quitting RC for a little bit and, and getting into real racing, which would have been a mistake. But I was looking into that, and I was looking into Hornets. Because, and again, when Hornets first started, it was a crappy Cavalier with, I don't even think they made dirt tires for them yet. And now... You, they, you don't make dirt tires for them, you just run the DOT tires. Yeah. Now I heard it's a pretty damn serious class. Oh yeah, there's guys that'll drop 15, 20 grand just to build a motor. Yeah. Although you're not supposed to. No, I know you're not supposed to, but <laughs> that's the thing. It's these not supposed tos that are happening, and yep. they're happening in all forms of racing, from slot cars to RC to big cars to to spec classes. Just like the way VTA used to be a stepping stone to get into it, you got guys with the deepest wallets and all the experience in the world wrecking those classes for new guys to get into. Mm-hmm. I heard you say slot cars. Yeah. And you looked at me. No, I there's look, no video uh, camera in here, guys. But I, he looked right at me when he I, said. Slot I looked cars. at. I looked at your yeah. slot cars. Oh, they all say yeah. TQ in first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, senior. You're, yeah. We'll race again. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys still doing click steel? Yeah. There's also a new release coming out. Cool. Yeah. It's that's, pretty cool. That's awesome. Been working on it for months. Nice, nice. Tony Swenson goes, not a question, but remind Corey Hins to send me MNRC results from last year. So, Tony, I keep forgetting the webpage. I wish Tony would have written it down so I could advertise it. <laughs> but if you've ever ran in an MNRC race, he puts your results up, and he has cool stats like most wins, closest finishes, shit like I think I have a closest finish in there. Is that that overall stat site? I don't know. Paul Doyle showed me that one time. It shows all your results from no, any race. No, that's a different one. That's RC Garage. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, it shows any result from uh, a live time race, and it it's updated weekly. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Team managers were pissed because instead of resumes, guys were just sending them their RC oh, yeah. garage. It's like, well, well that, that's my resume right there. That's why I kind of <laughs> respect Kevin Abbott. He's always like, give me an old-fashioned resume, you know? Yeah, I suck so bad at writing them. <laughs> I got to get better. 
Because that's why that's why it took me forever to get onto J Concepts and Team Associated, just because I'm so shit at writing oh, resumes. I'll, I got a funny story. I come yeah. walking into M or what is it? MMR 12 scale. ESC's mounted on top of the motor on the rear pod. The yeah. motor wires are like an inch. I got a picture yep. of that on my Facebook, and uh, I say, "Well, yeah, I'm a I'm a Trinity driver." I think the whole freaking pit table's all turned around looking at me because I'm here's this guy that knows absolutely nothing about car setup. Yeah. Uh, Bruce is like, go give it a try. <laughs> I gave it a try. I'll tell you that. Wrong angle. Yep. <laughs> Wrong angle. Was that with your R5.2? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I remember you sent me pictures of the, that thing. And it's like, well, you got to do this, that, and the other with it. Yep. And then we started talking body weights and all that stuff with it. And it's like, yeah. You know, oh, man, I can say something about that photo. These past five weeks of self-reflection. Well, you've come a long way, that's for sure. What was that, 20? We went to. Year five for me. Yeah. With COVID, though. Yeah, well, I raced through the whole fucking thing. I just went down to Iowa. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's like when there wasn't, well. Chris had his um, non-races at the f- in the field with the AstroTurf. Oh, gotcha. But then I was going down to Muscatine, Iowa, and whatever else in Iowa because they were racing. But, yeah, man, it's – because I remember it was – you still had the associated 12-scale. We went to Pingree in my Crown Vic when I first got my Crown Vic. Yep. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I got pulled over on the way home. Oh, yeah. That was a wild ride home. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. We'll leave it right there. We'll leave did, a crown, it. Did, a crown Vic, did a Crown Vic pull over a Crown Vic? Uh, tor- uh, yeah, Taurus. Yeah. But I was going, I knew exactly how fast I, I was going 84 miles an hour. I knew it. My speedometer was dead on. The Zayers, yeah, are speeders. Yeah, I'm we sure. are. <laughs> oh yeah, you've gotten pulled over with senior too, haven't oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. So the cop pulls me over. He goes, "Do you know how fast you're going?" Without blinking, I was going 78 miles an hour, sir. <laughs> Even though I knew it said 84, he's like, "No, try again." No, my speedometer said 78, and I'm like, "This says it was calibrated." We were going at response speed, basically. We should have had lights yeah, flashing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, oh, he goes, you're going 84 miles per hour. I'm like, really? I go, man, I, I didn't know. I just got this car. He's like, but then he kind, he kind of related. He goes, even though they say they're calibrated, they're not really calibrated. And then I started talking to him about his squad car. And I don't even think I got a written warning. I think I got a verbal warning. Yeah, there was two two officers, one on the yeah. passenger and the ass senior. What you doing? Oh, coming yeah. back from racing. Yeah, an RC car. It was right when we got across that North Dakota border into Minnesota. It was the first trooper. Mm. Teleportation. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be at all of the tracks. Yeah, man. But th- that's the thing. It's like, shit. I knew how fast I was going. Yeah. That's why I still... Cool, I got a V8 rear-wheel drive car. I'm going to use it. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot with that 12-scale, though. That was a good run-up to Pingree and meeting people. And Yeah, Pingree's a fun people. track. That's where they're holding that um, race now instead of the hotel. Yeah, he was having uh, some uh, back work done, and he was trying, but you yeah. know, it made sense. I get it. I know, I know. Um, 
Mike Glider, let's see, he goes, before I ask some questions, just wanted to say thank you to Joe and everybody you've had on. You've helped me with my questions and have given me some big motivation in my racing program with all my cars and mindset. I couldn't thank you all enough. Hey, man, we try our best. No problem. But uh, his first question is about GRP tires. He just found for a scale buggy for some decent prices and quite a few compounds that should work in my area. Looking for reviews, good. What's your take on them? Nah, Brad, I don't think you've seen anything about those GRP tires. A scale off road. No. No, okay. Oh, you're going somewhere. You can go. No, I was going to turn the heat on. Yeah, um, Joe, Joey, you've seen those, haven't you? I haven't. I believe, let me double check. I believe Tony Newland is selling them on Clinton RC, and that's who they're going through. I want to say I'm double checking the website right now. But they're being sold from somebody reputable like that. Go to categories, God. I sell seismic tool. Yes, so they're coming from Tony Newland at Clinic RC. And I'll tell you this about GRP tires. They've been around forever. These are not new tires. They've been around for 10, 15 years. They're okay. But I'll tell you this much. Tires, especially with A-scale, are 90% of your setup. Absolutely. GRP tires for what they cost for a set of pre months are twenty five bucks a pair. Try out a set. Fifty bucks for a set, that's cheap. But don't just stay stuck on that set. Try their counterpart. Try a reflex against the similar GRP or a whole shot against a similar GRP and see the difference to see what you're gaining and losing between the tires. I'm not against people trying tires like Seismic. Now, they're huge in Europe. There's something to those Seismic tires. They're not really big in the U.S. Same with Hot Race. Hot Race are pretty big down in Florida and the East Coast and all that. They've got some hit or miss like Cole Ogden and um, uh, what's his fit? World Champion. I can't. H or X-Ray. Why can't I think of it? Tessman. Tessman, they run for hot race. They're good mm-hmm. tires. But, you know, there there's tires like that that are A-grade, but they're European and they're not so known. Do you guys do a lot of foam prep to those A-scale tires? None. None. Yeah. Sometimes if, if the grip's high, we'll um, glue or tape the foam to the rim before we mount it so the foam doesn't move. So is it more of like the pin pattern or the compounds of the rubber? <sighs> I'd say compound first. I would yeah, comp- compound first. Just, you know, on that flip of that coin, it's tough for people, you know, I mean. It is. To it's very have tough. have multiple sets. I mean, my frustration, I had a whole hockey bag at the end, but I understand completely what you're saying yes. about being a tire game, but there's guys that are trying to get in a 1A scale. Yeah. I respect some of those it's tough, man. guys that have walked up and put free boxes out, but yeah, that's one of the battles that I guess you got to face going in a 1A scale. But I'll that. tell you what. That's why Truggy's such a great class. Because mm. if you look at J Concepts, you can get a 
green set of reflexes yep. and a blue set of reflexes. If you're feeling froggy, maybe get a set of triple Ds, but you don't need them. You just need those two reflexes, mm-hmm. and it gets warm out. You put the blues on, a little chillier, wet, put the green on. Gotcha. You know, nice and simple. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what? I say try a sweep tire. And after you listen to, to this, PM me. I got um, one of the Hens boys did a sweep tire guide setup. Now, obviously, I always try to point people towards the big three, J Concepts, Proline, and AKA. They're definitely world class. But I tried a set of sweeps. And a set of sweeps, I want to say mounted, are the same as GRPs. I'd say they're about 45 50 bucks. They're inexpensive. And... I tried a s- one set and I was blown away with how good they are. Uh, I was expecting them, like a lot of these tire companies, they want to make a comfortable tire but not a fast tire. Mm-hmm. Um, the sweep was almost similar to a like a reflex. It was super comfortable and it was quick. Hmm. It really was. Is there a lot of conflict with the electronics in one A scale? No. That's an interesting thing. Conflict as in... Just, you know, like how you talked about the Tekken guy, the, what's his name? Camel? Yeah. You know, he used to uh, put up a video against the R1 and the resistance and this and that. Uh, I don't seem to hear any kind of chatter in the one-eighth field about any of these situations. Because everybody's going to run their servo. There's going to be some shit-talking, like all shit-talk Savix. Or, but, you know, nobody's sitting you know, there, you know, going at each other about motors because and you got a hot motor... They're all overpowered by a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. You're not putting all that power down on the dirt. I'm just saying that's an interesting topic, yeah. though. But, you know, to it is. It is. I mean, applying you, that to other you go full modified. And you're just like no prep, huh? Or just like your modified touring car. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I, different y- formulas can be applied to different things. But the problem is... There's my slip for the night. Yeah, when you go modified with a lot of things, it does become cheaper, but it does become way harder. It is, if you were to put, like, I know Kyle was doing it, but if you were to put a 7.5 in a two-wheel drive buggy, mm-hmm. man, it's hard to drive. Even A well-handling modified buggy, it's... Good, but it's hard. It yes. c- it's very easy to overdrive. You've got to be very disciplined on your trigger finger. Mm-hmm. What motor did you have in your car, Joey? Uh, did you even change the your Reed, stock out? Reedy 13.5. Reedy 13.5. And that's the thing. Like in my mod truck, I have a 10.5 because on the smaller tracks, you're not using any more. But, you know. And that's. You and can that's if what you Clayton want. told me. Yeah. He said, like, if you're racing local, 10.5 is yeah. plenty for around here. Right. But you can if you want. That's the point. You will never be off on speed running modified. Because if somebody's beating you with speed, well, just motor up. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. But, again, I keep harping on this, but a scale on the AstroTurf to where I'm running a 2100 kV motor. 
and then adding boost. Oh, it's wild. It is wild. It's so much fun. Anyways, yeah, seismic. I say, or not seismic, but uh, GRP. If Tony Newland is stocking them at clinic, they are got to be somewhat legit. I would give them a, a shot. And then uh, he's got a second question. He goes, I hear you guys say for stock classes, I didn't, I never said, just pick up a certified motor from Trinity. But I'd like to challenge that. I hear Tekin out of the box is very good with N-Bell set correctly, very competitive, along with R1 and Phantom, which I run. So the reason for this question is how can people get non-specialized or non-certified motors and run as fast as those top dollar motors? Mm. I have two $100 Trinities, and I did not go into them. I set my stock motor, I forget, at 27 or 28,000 RPMs, and I set my 13.5 at 33,000 RPMs. It's very rudimentary, and you can go a billion times deeper and get a billion times more power out of them. But those were the $100 motors, and I'm winning with them. On carpet, on a big carpet track, I'm winning with them. You can do the $100 motors, and you'll be fine. You know, especially Trinity now. So you had a couple different versions of that X Factor. When they first came out, they were 100% Chinese. And the discrepancy between uh, was between motor to motor to motor was huge. And then w- what Trinity did was, and this was coming from a couple of guys they started buying their wire and all the important shit in america and then they shipped it over to china so the motors are way closer now there's still a discrepancy don't give me you could buy a motor and still get a turd you could buy a certified and still get a turd but they're less and less likely i mean that's what i've noticed what about you brad I would say you're safe going with uh, a you know a standard motor. I mean, if you want it to look like it's a certified, by all means, people do that. Make the chassis match. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of elements at play there with your question. Uh, you know, gearing and things like that to catch the top-notch guys. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of components that you have to factor into that, and you know, these makers are trying to. Make sure that they're at least sending a quality product out the door. Yep. You know, so you're not just buying something bad out of the box. But, I mean, there's various points to why you buy for that extra one. Some of it's image. Some of it's, you know, the bearings. I mean, there's multiple ways to look at it. But I've seen people like Joe said and Joe himself. You know, he has a $100 motor and he's pulling and doing all the power torque values that he needs to compete. Yeah. And, you know... There's some things. This is extreme. So in Joe 3's car at the beginning of the carpet season, I had a, a really shitty old TSR, like a Gen 1 TSR. There was nothing left on that rotor. Like if you plugged it into the rotor deal, it would read under a 1,000. Does that make sense? It was that weak. Like you could sit and freewheel it. But I geared it up, 
And his speed on the straightaway was fucking stupid. I have a lot to say about this topic, but I don't know. That's an in-depth, man. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot to, it's, in the end of the day, it's how far you want to look into them and, you yep. know, really dive in and understand what you're doing, you know I mean? If, yeah. As long as you're having fun, that's what matters, but. Yeah. If, you know. you're, if you're on the clay instead of carpet, too, you can get away with a lot more. Mentally, not even looking at numbers and just bolting it in and saying, I got a new motor. You, I mean, it's a lot of mental. Dude, the placebo know. effect is real. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. What have you figured out, Joey? Because you've run stock a bit, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't figured out much, but from the few motors I've ran, um, out of the box, immediately Trinity's out of the box, throw it in your car, solder it up, put a pinion gear on it, and go. They're yeah. normally... You know, set right there. Yeah. How about um, I do this? Let's do it like this. Sorry, there's not a no, you're camera fine. here again, you're so fine. we're good. Um, uh, since I've already said it to many people across the country, so one of the uh, one of the things you need to consider, and I'll say it more exact than in that freestyle. As this furnace is blowing right behind us, yeah. And, you know, the burners are burning, which is your motor turning. Yeah. And it hits a limit, and it says uh, it needs to exhaust that heat. If you're not exhausting the heat through the motor, yep. you are creating a great deal of cause and effect on all other properties. But I'll give you the fact that you're, we're talking about values of motors. Yeah. You, we've, we've talked about values of servos. Yep. But when you go to buy that fan, where are the values? Yep. Where is the pitch? Where is the force? Because... It looks cool. Yeah. They all look cool. They do. Putting them in your car. But yeah. in the end of the day, are you really pushing the heat that that motor is creating out of it so it yeah. can stay at a steady current face? Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's a factor that needs to be considered whatever application you're under that involves a fan. Yeah. Because a lot of them, like 85% of them, just look cool. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? Like um, when my mini truggy fades throughout a run, yeah. My fastest laps are like the last three or four laps when it's faded because <laughs> well, it slows the hell down. <laughs> yeah, the past five weeks have been uh, uh, very, uh, very focused on these topics. Yeah. And I just will, it's a good time and bolt, you know, the $100 yeah. one in and just keep that in mind about how you're, you're cooling that motor. Yeah. You know, yeah. and what fan you're actually putting in. Keep it around 140 degrees, would you say? It depends on the track, you know, I mean, yeah. as we've been places, but, uh, you know, just make sure you're actually venting out the car, too. You're not just yeah. recycling. But also, mm-hmm. too, your car maintenance depends on your motor heat. Like, my motor, let, let's say my diff needs to be done in my two-wheel drive carpet buggy. Yep. My motor will come off 25 degrees hotter because mm-hmm. I diff out so much. Yeah. Um. Let's burn through the rest of these here. Joe Scaramill is wondering why, if there is a money class and we allow novice drivers to marshal the two fastest classes of the day, there should be more consideration to get people that know what they are doing to flip a car three times or step on a car or run out in front of a car. That's valid. All that. I've seen that. It is valid. It's super valid. The problem is... Uh, I think it's I just hate saying this. something. I hate this I have a lot of friends at the 510 that do this. If you're running sportsman, you shouldn't be allowed to run 
any other class, period. No, oh, maybe this one class, run sportsman, spec, nope. You run in sportsman, you run sportsman. If you want to run spec, well, then you got to, you can't run. You know what I mean? Yeah. You run, that's the way it's been up until recently, and then little windows have been opening, and then it's like, there's guys out there running three classes, and one of them sportsman. You know what I mean? And yep. it, it is a pand- it's a win- it's like you let a little bit of air in and boom, it's going to bl- and you're going to have novice guys marshaling four-wheel drive modified buggy cuz that's what happens. Yep. You know. That also depends on how the race is set up too, doesn't it? Yeah, but it it really does, but it it's one of those things if you But I have watched sportsmen go out to marshal an A main. Oh, I yell at Joe buggy 3. race and that was kind of nuts. I yell I've yelled at Joe 3 as recently as the Sub Zero challenge cuz he was afraid of a car or somebody was distracting him while he was marshaling or it's like no, dude. he's a kid, yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's a kid with ADHD and it's like you have to pay attention and you have to get a car. And you know, sometimes it's scary. It really is. Yeah, he's worried. When you're a kid, an RC car coming at you is scary as shit. Well, I stood next to him in Omaha. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got thoughts and on a different level. He's worried about getting yeah. yelled at from, yeah. you know, not responding fast enough. Yeah. But then he starts running and he stops. Yeah. Well, and then he looks for a little too long. And strategize and improvising. Yep. It's learned over age. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But no, you're right. And it's just race program and. I mean, it's. And I think some dude, energy should be applied to that for sure. Yep. Don't get me wrong. It's nothing against the sportsman drivers running other classes. You're taking advantage of a system to get more wheel time, and kudos to you. But at a national level, that's usually not allowed. You're sportsman only, or you're out of sportsman. Mm hmm. All right. Um, this one is a comment, and I'm not going to put a name on this, but um, this is as the MNRC committee as a whole. Um, there's something flying. It's not a question, but it's more of a comment. The MNRC committee, some lawyers got crossing communication. The MNRC community, though, did not refuse any donations from Thunder Road or Brian Bowman, nor did and also we didn't say that he couldn't have a mobile hobby shop up from what i've heard he never talked to any of the committee members about it but all of a sudden this came back to us it's like he either talked to somebody and we said we did though we did deny him a race because we talked to a very large chunk of our community and they said even though I love the Astro, a large chunk of the community said, we're going to use that race as a throwout if you do it. Which is very disappointing to me because I love it and I'd love to have an MNRC racer. But I just want to clear the air there. That was in, you know, going through the questions that popped up. Um, Jeremiah is wondering, does a main suck for everyone else getting parts on time? From the North Dakota branch, it does. Or not North Dakota, sorry. North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. I'm tired. <laughs> I got to get up in a couple hours, so that's why I want to burn through these. I do not order from them. Yep. 
I don't either. I kind. They read my eBay password. Whoa. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, shut it. I mean, watch here. I'll try to order something. Yeah. It will not let me order. I'm like, you do whatever you have to do. I said on the phone, I was not happy. Yeah. They uh, said I had three accounts. Okay, so. Well, I know you can have you buy from eBay or this or yeah, that from their different so, various sites. But then I'm like, so, so what's the password to this one account? And then she read me my eBay password. Interesting. And so it's compound complex. Yes. Um, my password is 32 characters for my simple stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, the admin should not have the. No, Um. well, like well, for a main, I went to switch from one email to another, and they said you have, that's already an account, the one I was trying to switch to, but they called it a something else account because I entered my email in for like an entrance into a sweepstakes, mm-hmm. and they created an, another account off of that. Well, what inspired that call to them was uh, I ordered the uh, protoform uh, wings for the touring car. They were like hard and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, a week and a half later, it still hadn't left the California hub, and yeah. the loose state champs was up. Yeah. So I'm like, what the heck? You know, they're like, well, we'll give you all this. I'm like, it don't matter. I was relying on I the fact of your this. distribution. Yes. And I did it in a timely manner. Yeah. It wasn't like next day or anything. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, there's a lot of other makers and designers out there that yeah will work harder to get the product yep. to me. Yep. And I rarely, rarely, rarely do it now that I have enough sponsors that support me. Um, Jeff Choban, he's kind oh, of. Oh, shit. Is that the show? Can they hear this right now? Not right this second. Well, then how does he know what he's asking right now? He goes, shout out to the Lake Superior RC Club for rocking their on-road program. They hosted a really fun New Year's trophy race. Then the following week, they had like 60 entries at a club race. They also have a ton of kids and novice racers, which is also amazing to see these days and then he gets on me goes also god damn it joe stop talking like all on-road racers act like chang and Menard crew flying on private jets to races the rest of us have to ride in our bentley's and or maseratis or his chevy cruise <laughs> huh. yeah. man show shows up with a horse and a buggy i'm like what are you doing bro yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah well you know what though choban and like that's he rocked it at the hoodie yeah that's all i gotta say yeah exactly and he goes finally convince me to get off the fence and build a two-wheel drive buggy kind of tired of small turnouts you know what i'm not gonna do it jeff because your heart's not in it you know what your heart should be in helping to build touring car because you are promoting it well and brad is promoting it well but keep going don't stop promoting it because eventually one day something's going to catch. So one day. Tough. It is so tough. Because the chest, I mean, it's like a thousand bucks just yeah. to get rolling. Say, if you're buying new. I've done it before myself. Me and Ryan, there's been times, me and Ryan Greening were the only ones at the track with mini truggies. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've had a run with Pro 4 trucks, which is a disaster. But we built that class, helped build that class to what it is today, to a sustainable class. And you know what? Everybody that was in the A-Main at Cash Days belonged in the A-Main. You know how sometimes, like, the top five are there and then the rest are just way down. And it's like, ugh, yep. they're going to be a blocker. 
No, everybody in that A-Main at Cash Days could have won. What do you think, Joey? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's tough, man. But you got there's got to be an angle or a hook or something. It's just that's the struggle right now, though. I mean, we've seen that at the Classic. It, it was a healthy stack on the top. Yep. Four, like Bruce, Showband Show, Swift Dog, myself. And not saying anything bad, but, you know, we we had at least a lap or two on the field. Yeah. But then it was a crapshoot, like a running in a VTA. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. That's the one thing I do respect about VTA going off gear, but, you know, running them all in a big-ass main. Yeah. Because then it's a crapshoot. I loved it when it first started. So what we used to do, there used to be like 14 or 20 car mains. I don't remember how big. That's nuts. And we used to start. Yeah, that is nuts. We used to start them Le Mans style on the straightaway. Huh. So instead of all being in a straight line, the backs would be against the outside wall on the straightaway. Oh, so you'd have to turn out. Yeah, you'd all have to turn out. Dude, that was the one thing I miss about seeing from VTA. Then everybody's like, "No, we're taking it seriously now." It's like, fuck. Um, let's see here. Del Reek is wondering. Who do you guys feel is the best race director out of the local tracks in central Minnesota, both outdoor, indoor, top three? I'm going to say Sean Van Dalen, Ben Savakul, and it's between, I was going to say myself or Joey (laughs) Fitzsimmons. The only reason I was going to put myself over Joey is because I have the experience. Oh, you do some mic talking on the announcing side? Yeah. I, yeah, he, he does, does. He does well. Oh, he, well. He could, that's why I decided to give him a shot on here because he can talk on a microphone. I expect a 60-second freestyle from you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. Well, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm not as cool as you, Brad. Oh, no. Yeah. But, I mean, Sorry. there are guys that <laughs> – there are guys that – have you ever heard John Weeda call a race? It's I have not. fucking rare when he does. It's like he'll pick up the microphone once a year, but he sounds like goddamn Scotty Ernst and does a great job at calling traffic. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, quit racing and start announcing races and make some serious fucking money. But anyway, he doesn't do it enough to count, though. <laughs> Last one, finally. Man, it's 9.10 at night, and we've been going for over two hours. Yep. What place will the Dragon... This is from Fritz. What place will the Dragon take an um, armature sedan on his new adventure in one-tenth? I think he means amateur. Yeah, I was going to say. We're not talking calm. I hope we're not. I mean, you're going back 20 years if you are. Yeah. (laughs) I think, well... I saw that you just took top three at Beachline. I don't know what class that is. God, I'm jealous of that guy because Beachline's a sweet track. If you've seen what it developed from to what it is now, it's awesome. But um, I would say he's going to do top six. What do you guys think? Go get him, Fritz. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. All right. You guys got anything else? Because that's it, man. I ran out of talent. All right. Real. Yeah, as well as I. Brett, thanks for doing this with us. Thanks for letting me bring my stuff to the garage and doing it in your. Because 
uh, Brad's like, hey, can I come there? And I showed him the spot where I record. It's like, oh, it's just a teeny tiny little cubby. So it's like, we're not, it's going to be way too cozy if we're both sitting there. <laughs> no, this was a good time, man. This is uh, informative. I don't get this kind of, you know, I'm always go, go, go. Yeah, it's fun I mean, sitting down for a couple hours and just shooting the shit, man. I figured everything on the bench, but now it's, uh, I don't know, 20% of the community. Yeah. For I, sure. en- I enjoyed just listening to you guys. Yeah. All uh, right. Eye contact over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm also eye contact and then looking at what I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. And we've ran out of talent.